live from Cape Town. This is the Voice of the Cape, 91.3 FM. قلب سليم. Sound Heart. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh and welcome to your program Qalbun Salim being Sound Heart. I'm your host Yasmina Peterson and I am joined in studio by Malina Abdurrahman Khan where Malina is going to be doing the commentary of the book titled The Clarification of Noble Character and that is by the author Habib Umar bin Hafiz and we are now currently by lesson number five. Hi Malina, assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. How are you doing today, sister? I'm alhamdulillah yourself, Malina. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah, Malina. I hand you over in terms of indulging into lesson number five and what the lesson can teach us today, inshallah. Tafaddal. Khair, bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen. Wa sallallahu ala sayyidina Muhammadin wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in. So, we continue with the uh, comment on the clarification of noble character by the great saint and scholar, Sayyid Allama al-Habib Umar bin Muhammad bin Sani bin Hafiz. Um, Alhamdulillah, we covered thus far four chapters of this great book and the, in the previous lectures or the previous classes we spoke about patience and what we highlighted in those classes was that uh, Sayyid Habib Umar divided patience into three categories. The first was having patience in the performance of good deeds, patience in the abstaining from bad deeds and then patience in the face of uh, trials and difficulties and tribulations. And uh, the fifth chapter, which reads, Emulating the people of patience, examples of the patience of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu is very important for us. In this particular chapter, said Habib Umar makes an example where Rasul sallallahu goes through a, particular, a, a very difficult uh, 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 series of events. And at the end of it all, the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu after showing patience in that particular instance, the Prophet sallallahu makes reference to he, what he calls my brother Musa to Nabi Musa alayhi salatu wasalam and Allah, our Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam said may Allah have mercy upon my brother Musa he suffered worse than this and remained patient and in that Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam and what said Habib Umar is alluding to is that uh, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam who was the most patient of all those who showed patience who went through so much trials, tribulations, difficulties, sacrifices he lost families, he lost daughters, he lost sons he lost uh, friends, he lost companions. The Prophet ﷺ was the most patient of all those who showed patience. But the Prophet ﷺ teaches us a lesson. So he says that at one of those instances where he actually, actually practices patience, he said, May Allah have mercy upon my brother Nabi Musa ﷺ. His people trialed him more than this, and yet he showed patience. And that teaches us a very important lesson, and that is to actually reach out and to read the patience of those who came before us. And this particular chap- chapter uh, it speaks about that. And above all, the Prophet Muhammad wasallam. So what I'd like to do in this opening session is to make an example of the patience of the Prophet Muhammad wasallam. And in the uh, remaining segments of today's program to look at examples of the patience within the lives of companions and the Salihin and so forth. Another important thing, and I'm going to repeat this later again, is that uh, one of the ways in which we are able to develop the quality of patience, and I might have mentioned this in the past, one of the better ways is to actually keep the company of those people who are truly Sabirin, those people who truly embody this particular quality of patience. And when we read about the life of Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, it's as if we are accompanying him. When we read about the life of the Sahaba and the 
pious uh, scholars of the Ummah thereafter, it's as if we are accompanying them. So there's a beautiful narration that teaches you and I the patience of the, the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, mentioned by Sayyid Habib Umar in this book. A uh, Jew by the name of Zaid ibn Sun'ah, he uh, tried to test the Messenger Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam on one occasion. And uh, the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi was approached by a man that came from a city outside of Medina Al-Munawwara. He came to the Prophet and said that my people accepted Islam and after they accepted Islam our area has been, been afflicted with drought and uh, uh, our people are struggling and we've come to you seeking assistance. So the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi is immediately ready to assist. But the Prophet Sallallahu doesn't have any monies and the Baytul Mal has no money. When this Jew observes that the Prophet ﷺ has no, man, no monies, he sees it as an opportunity to test the Messenger ﷺ. So he comes out and he says to the Prophet ﷺ that I am prepared to lend you money. And the total that he lends the Messenger ﷺ, if my memory serves me correctly, was approximately 200 gold coins. Which is, uh, when I did the maths a long time ago, it was something like two, 300,000 rands. So the Prophet ﷺ receives a loan of approximately uh, a quarter million and he takes the entire amount he gives it as charity to that man and said go to your people and bring some ease into their life because they were suffering from drought that just speaks of the generosity of the Prophet ﷺ to the extent that he was willing to take debt to assist others but that's not the point though the point though is the Prophet ﷺ reaches an agreement with this man, this Jew that three months later on an agreed upon date they're going to pay him the debt back, the money's back. Prior to the maturity of the debt, and in three days, in fact, before the, day, the debt became due, the Prophet ﷺ, after attending a funeral of one of the Ansar, one of the companions from Medina and Munawwara, he leaves the graveyard, and in front of everybody, this Jew comes up to the Prophet ﷺ and creates a spectacle. So he grabs hold of Rasul ﷺ by his neck, and he says to him, O Muhammad, Pay back my money now, for you the Banu Hashim are known to be very bad debt payers. Right? And uh, the way the Rasulullah then responds to this person, speaks of his great patience, speaks of his forbearance, speaks of his wisdom. I'd like to continue with this beautiful example of patience within the life of the Messenger Muhammad Shukran so much for that and Molina has been doing the commentary on the book The Clarification of Noble Character and I now hand over to Molina to latch on to where Molina stopped Molina hey, So we were narrating the incident of this Jew that came up to the Prophet وسلم, grabbed hold of his clothing three months prior to his, the death of the Prophet Muhammad وسلم, being due and then demanding that the Prophet وسلم, pays him back immediately saying to him that you the Banu Hashim are known to be bad debt payers. The Prophet Muhammad sallallahu at this time is accompanied by Sayyidina Umar ibn Khattab radiallahu ta'ala an. And Sayyidina Umar is not someone that takes kind to anyone showing disrespect to the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu So Umar says to Rasul sallallahu Ya Rasulullah allow me to kill this man. How dare he take hold of you the way he has. The Prophet Muhammad sallallahu then smiles at the Jew that ill-treated him. And this is an example of patience, how the Prophet Muhammad despite the fact that he was in the right, despite the fact that this person, this Jew came to wrong him, despite the fact that he was in Medina al-Munawwara and with the, not, not with his words, had he merely indicated to Umar to kill the man, the man could have been killed. But the Prophet displayed sabr, patience. The Prophet did not lose his control. 
The Prophet ﷺ did not become upset or angry. The Prophet ﷺ turned to the man and smiled at him. And then the Prophet ﷺ looked at Sayyidina Umar radiallahu anhu and said to Umar, Sayyidina Umar that لو أمرته بحسن الطلب وأمرتني بحسن الأداء لكان خيرا لنا. Had you instructed this person, this Jew, to request his debt in a more beautiful manner, and had you requested from me that I pay my debt more swiftly, it would have been better for you and I. And then the Prophet Sallallahu called Sayyidina Umar one side and said, Go to the Baytul Mal, pay the man his monies back, and because of your bad language, the threat that you gave him, give him an extra two kilograms of dates as charity. Sayyidina Umar radiallahu anhu leaves the Jew to the Baytul Mal. When he comes to the Baytul Mal, Sayyidina Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu, he pays the man his 200 gold coins, and he gives the man two kilograms of dates. The man then asks that, what is the two kilograms of dates for? So Sayyidina Umar says, the Prophet said, I should give you this because of my bad language. And then the man, he says to Umar ibn Khattab, do you know who I am, O Umar? And Umar radiallahu ta'ala, and he says that, no, I do not know. And then he says, I, my name is Zayd ibn Sun'ah, and I'm a famous rabbi among the Jews. And when, from the day I saw the messenger Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, I saw upon him all signs of prophethood except two things. The one was al-hilmu, which is forbearance or patience. And the other was that la yazidu. That the more ignorant somebody acts towards the Prophet ﷺ, it only increases him in wisdom and kindness. I witnessed these two things today in the life of the Prophet ﷺ, and I want to profess my Islam. And that person eventually recites his shahada, Ashadu Allah ilaha illallah, wa ashadu anna Muhammadan Rasulullah. Patience led to this individual becoming Muslim. Shukran so much for that, Molina. Molina, you can continue as well. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Wa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Muhammad wa alayhi wa sahbihi ajma'in. So, Sayyid Habib Umar, he is currently discussing, and this is chapter number five of the clarification of noble character. Chapter number five reads that emulating the people of patience, and we're looking at examples, and we made an example from the life of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Of course, reminding ourselves that by speaking of the lives of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, his companions and the pious, uh, it's as if in a, in a, in a ma'nawi sense, we are, we are keeping the company. And thus, uh, one of the beautiful examples of patience is uh, that of Abu Talha and Umm Sulaim, because the Umm Sulaim, of course, was the mother of Anas ibn Malik radiallahu ta'ala an. And uh, yeah, she eventually, after the father of Sayyidina Anas, she got married to Abu Talha. And they were granted a child by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Abu Talha loved his child very much. In the narration it says that he loved him intensely, hubban shadidan. And then his child took sick. And uh, despite his child being sick, he had to leave home to go and work. And during the time while he was away at work, his child passed away. And, uh, you know, this narration, we narrate it with so much ease these days. And uh, it's very often quoted over our radio station and elsewhere. But the fact is a father lost a child. A mother lost a child. And this is not something that can be easy. So the mother, she showed an unbelievable amount of patience, realizing the reward that Allah has kept for the one that loses a child. And that the child in reality is a gift from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In fact, in this narration, she calls it a, an ariya, which is a, a loan that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has, has given us. So a husband returns home. And she does a number of amazing things. You know, one would, one would imagine that this cannot be true. But when her husband returns home, uh, he asks his wife that, how is our son doing? And she says that he's doing very well, but he's resting at the moment. So she prepares supper for her husband. They have supper together. She then adorns herself 
and then she has conjugal relations with her husband. You know, fulfilling the right of the husband to that extent at such a difficult time. And then she says to her husband that a a loan or a gift that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us, that a, 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 a nation gives you temporarily, and that gift remains or that loan remains with you for some time until you have to return it to its rightful owners. Do you have a problem with that? And said, her husband Abu Talha says, of course, that is 100% correct. And then she says to her husband, similarly, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave us our son as a gift, as a loan, and Allah is the rightful owner, and he was with us for a while, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has taken him back. And he actually became upset because uh, despite his wife's amazing attitude of forbearance, of patience, of fulfilling the rights of her husband, even at such a difficult and challenging time, uh, he felt a bit upset because he wasn't informed about the passing on of his son. So he went to the Prophet Muhammad wasallam and he told the Prophet what his wife Umm Salim did. Uh, the Prophet then asked, you mentioned that you had conjugal relations that night. And then the Prophet prayed for them because of the patience that his wife showed in the face of adversity, of challenges. The Prophet prayed for him and said, Perhaps you do not know, you might not be 100% happy, but perhaps Allah has placed blessings for you in that night, in that night that you spent with your wife. And uh, the companions, they said they heard this dua coming from Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam, and they found that Abu Talha had nine children from Umm Sulaim. And every single one of those children were hafiz of the glorious Quran. And the narration was produced by Imam al-Bukhari. So the companions, radiallahu ta'ala anhum, they had amazing, amazing examples within their lives regarding patience in the face of adversity, of challenges, of difficulty. Uh, how many, how many companions... Uh, lost children in the war that Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam fought. Haritha ibn Suraqa, he passed away on the day of Badr. His mother came to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam after the battle of Badr and all she wanted to know was, Ya Rasulullah, if you tell me now that my son Haritha has entered Jannah, I will practice patience and I will be happy and pleased. Right? And then the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he told her that Haritha has not only entered Jannah, but he is in the highest of Jannah. He has reached Jannatul Firdaus. So your mother, despite the fact that she lost her son, she returned from the Prophet wasallam smiling and saying, How fortunate is my son Haritha. How fortunate is my son Haritha. How fortunate is my son Haritha. So these are beautiful examples in the lives of the companions. Radiallahu ta'ala anhum. Uh, similarly, in the lives of the successors, is a famous narration of Urwa, who uh, is on a journey and he takes ill and he develops gangrene within his foot to the extent that his foot has to be removed. And uh, Urwa eventually uh, says to those who need to remove his foot because they want to serve him alcohol so that he does not feel the pain of his foot being surgically removed. So he says, no, I cannot consume alcohol because that is something that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has prohibited. Every step of the story is an example of patience. As patience in executing Allah's commandment, even when it became permissible for him to turn to an impermissible substance, to have his foot removed because of medical purposes and reasons, it was permissible for him, but he had steadfastness in obeying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, sabr in the obedience of Allah, sabr in turning away from that which Allah has prohibited. And thus he, he said, that let me pray salah and then you may remove, amputate my foot. And Urwa went into Salah and of course the Salah of Urwa ibn Zubair 
was such a salah that he was completely absolved of this dunya, connected to Allah, and in that state they removed his foot, and he only fell unconscious after he lost so much blood without feeling any pain, and that was the state of his salah. Inshallah, we are now going to be ending of the segment. Inshallah, Samarina, Allah can continue. Hey, Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Assalamu alaikum, Sayyidina Muhammad wa alaihi wasallam. And rightfully, we should commence with a reading of uh, lesson six, which is forbearance, which really ties into patience. But I haven't made examples of some of the pious, and I feel it necessary for us to hear from the lives of the pious so that we can start desiring to be in the company and we can start searching for them in this world today and even within the own city of Cape Town some of the pious mashayikh that we have and I feel it incumbent upon me to mention some of the names the like of our teacher Sheikh Muhammad Amin Faqir as well as our teacher Sheikh Ibrahim Kaybrils among other of our leading ulama and scholars we should try to keep the company learn from the actions more than what we learn from the words so one of the beautiful examples of, of patience and the, uh, the example that is really coming to my mind is that of the great scholar and saint Imam Abdullah bin Alawi al-Haddad. And uh, he was known to be one of the great scholars of his time. And when he traveled for Hajj, he visited many cities and many villages. And the people were truly amazed by his knowledge, amazed by his character, acknowledging him to be one of the great saints of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Of course, Imam Abdullah bin Alawi al-Haddad is also the sheikh of the founder of Islam in the Cape Sheikh Yusuf from Makassa. So Imam al-Haddad, as he was traveling on one occasion, he came to a village, he spent the night there. The morning after Fajr, he prayed Fajr in the masjid, he had a class after Fajr, he then prayed Salatul Ishraq and Salatul Duha, and then he left. And to his uh, astonishment or surprise, when he left the masjid, he found that the entire village came out of their homes to bid Imam al-Haddad farewell. And uh, sometimes, you know, uh, from the sunnah of the Prophet wasallam is shaking hands, and from the sunnah of the Prophet wasallam is, is greeting. And even though it was not required of Imam al-Haddad at that junction to practice patience, to greet every single person that was present, Imam al-Haddad made it a point to go and he walked around everyone that was present outside uh, on the outside the masjid towards the, 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 the exit of the village and he shook the hand of every male. And that took quite some time, you know, it could have taken easily an hour plus. And then eventually uh, Imam Haddad's companion said to him that, why is it that you took the time and had the patience to go and shake the hand of every male that came to visit you, to bid you farewell this morning, when it would have sufficed for you just to wave? They did not expect you to come and shake their hands. And then Imam Haddad responded, and this is the humility of the Salihin, and this is what touches us when it comes to their lives, and why it's so important for us to be with them. Imagine you witness this with your own eyes. So Imam Haddad said to his friend, that they all, why do you think they came out to bid me farewell in the first place? And his colleague said that uh, they know that you are a great scholar and a great saint, and therefore they came to bid you farewell. So Imam Haddad responded and he said, as how they had good thought of me, similarly, I had good thought of them. And thus I had the patience and took the time out to go and greet each and every one of them. And this is the beauty of their lives. Sometimes the Salihin, they would do small things that would leave lasting impressions upon you. Uh, I remember uh, the author of this book, our teacher Habib Umar, when we were traveling with him, uh, in Johannesburg a few months ago um, uh, we had the fortune of hosting Habib Umar and every second or third or fourth year he would come and visit South Africa uh, is we, we, we read in the hadith of the Prophet Muhammad وسلم, the importance of attaining the first takbir at takbiratul ula with the Imam 
And yani, it's, 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 it has become for most, the majority of Muslims around the globe, if not 99% of Muslims around the globe, the idea of reaching Takbiratul Ula, the first Takbir with an Imam, is, has become theoretical. And very, very people actually practice upon it. And uh, I remember that the Prophet also said, he said everything has a cream or a pinnacle, and the cream or pinnacle of Salah is the Takbiratul Ula. The Prophet ﷺ said something to the effect that the person that is punctual in attaining Takbiratul Ula with the Imam for 40 days is receives the reward, nothing less than Jannah. And uh, when we were traveling with Sayyid Habib Umar uh, from Johannesburg to Pretoria, because of the traffic in Joburg, we reached the Pretoria Masjid somewhat late. And when we reached late, we caught the Imam in his second or third rak'ah, which means that we won't miss book, but we still got Salatul Jama'ah. You know, I was actually relieved that we reached the masjid in time to get salah with the imam. And uh, after we completed the salah, remember we missed now the first or second raka'ah, and we had to add it on at the end. And I was praying next to the author of this book, and when we completed the salah, Habib Umar, he turned to me and said to me, stand up, we have to pray Maghrib again, because we missed Takbiratul Ula. And of course, Habib was not saying that salah must be repeated because once you read the salah and pray the salah, it sufficed. He was merely alluding to the fact that Takbiratul Ula has such great virtue and is not becoming of someone that is trying to draw close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to be missing the Takbiratul Ula. And thus we stood up and we prayed Maghrib with a group of other individuals for a second time so that we do not miss out on the first takbir of a salah. And I'm using this example because number one is an example in having patience, sabr in the execution of the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Not only that which is compulsory but also that which is recommended. I'm also using this example as an example to impress upon us that every single sunnah of the Prophet Muhammad wasallam, irrespective of how minute or small you and I may think it is, is important in the eyes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In fact, his sunnah, no matter how insignificant it may appear to you and I today, is what matters by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Whether it's his turban, whether it's his clothing, whether it's his miswak, whether it's his walk, whether it's his talk, everything the Prophet Muhammad wasallam did, he did it with purpose, he did not do it in vain, and that is desired for us to follow him. It is required of us to follow him in that. That's the second reason why I make this example. And the third reason I'm making the example again, and this is in line with the chapter that we have over here, is that one of the best ways for you and I to learn etiquette, to learn adab, to learn the importance of the sunnah, to learn patience, patience in the performance of good deeds, patience in abstaining from wrong, to learn the various qualities and characteristics of prophethood, to attain these qualities that is mentioned here within this book, The Clarification of Noble Character, one of the best ways is to keep the company of the salihin, to keep the company of the pious. We pray that even though we only covered one chapter today, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allows us to benefit tremendously, that we attain these important qualities of sabr, of patience. When we meet uh, in our next class, inshallah ta'ala, we'll be speaking about an equally important quality, the quality of forbearance. Forbearance teaches you and I how to deal with challenging situations. It teaches you and I how to deal with someone that is acting foolish towards us. It teaches you and I how to control our anger, and thus we look forward to meeting you uh, in the near future, discussing the important lesson of forbearance, self-control at times of anger. Bismillah, Subhanahu wa Taala. Shukran so much for that, Molina, and that is the voice of Molina Abdurrahman Khan on the book Clarification of Noble Character by author Habib Umar bin Hafiz. I hope that you have had a pleasurable. 
time within my company alhamdulillah and you have found these programs beneficial to note that if you have missed some of the programs you can go to iono that is iono.vocfm.co.za that is the website in which you can get all the podcast from inshallah but until we meet next time which abadi assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh qalbun salim